Hello and welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Liam, his name is Graham. Unfortunately, we don't have Zach again tonight, but hey, you know what? We're still here, so that's that's the best we can do for right now. Um, now, we are going to touch on some news here. There has been a pretty decent amount of information that's come out since yesterday. Um First and foremost, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be out for the rest of the season. Uh, he has a sprained knee, and they're not expecting him back until playoffs. That's a big one. Um, another one, Javante Williams was limited with a knee issue on Wednesday, so that's something to keep an eye on. George Kittle was limited with a knee injury. I feel like I'm talking about like my whole entire team here. Um, George Kittle was limited with a knee injury. Keenan Allen was participating. Austin Eckler is practicing again on Wednesday. Um, the Rams shut down their facility, so that's that's a concern. Uh, Jalen Hurts is uh, currently has a high ankle sprain. Um, other than that, I mean, it is a whole lot of COVID-related news that's like, I, I could go through it all, but honestly, I think it's, it, I'm going to do a, a very vague, but covers the whole base statement. Pay attention to your lineup this week because... Who knows what's going to happen with COVID issues. And there are so many. To, there's too many to count right now. So just make sure you're keeping an eye on it. That's really all I can say. So uh, did you have anything to add news-wise there? No. Uh, just, yeah, good luck to everyone. And uh, hopefully you have uh, enough players to start. Yeah, no kidding. Be active on the waiver wire. <laughs> All right, so we are going to get started with matchups tonight. Um, just looking at the first matchup, we ended off with the Jets in Miami last night. So if you haven't, if you don't hear them today, obviously they're on yesterday's show. But we're going to start with Dallas against the Giants of New York. Uh, looking at the Dallas side of the ball, the Giants are allowing the 14th most points to the quarterback, the eighth most to the running back, the fifth most to the wide receiver and the 20th most to the tight end. Yeah, so it's it's pretty bleak these days in uh, New York. Uh, I have heard that... Remember, uh, we're looking they, at Dallas first. It was New York. Oh, Dallas. Yeah. Yes, of course. Uh, things I know, have I always, been it always pretty throws bleak. us through a loop. <laughs> things have been pretty bleak lately in Dallas as well, although certainly not as bleak as in New York. Mm -hmm. Uh this week, uh, I've heard Pollard's supposed to be back, which diminishes Zeke a bit, who yeah. has kind of diminished himself as well of late. Uh, I think this is still a plus enough matchup where it's hard to not think Dallas should get up early and keep it. Uh, so I think Zeke's still a decent start. I think Pollard is also a decent flex just for the fact that if they are up early, there should be a healthy amount of carries for both of them. Uh, outside of that, uh, I've, I'm off the Schultz train. Uh, he's just not getting targeted enough to be really relevant at this point. And I think you can find someone who's got more touchdown upside. Uh, but I think Dak is Dak's worth starting. Don't be too excited about him. He is slumping pretty good. But uh, he's he's still a talented quarterback who's got a great offense, uh, even if he and Zeke are slumping a bit. Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb, you can go ahead and roll. And Cooper, Co Cooper could get you. He, he's got such a great ceiling. I think it's hard not to start Cooper week after week. Yeah, I'm in 100% agreement with you there, just in regards to uh, where the starts are pretty obvious for Dallas. Um, but yeah, Cooper, Cooper and CD both are on my radar as well. I think they're both very good starts this week. So uh, let's look at the Giants side of the ball. Dallas is allowing the 25th most points to the quarterback, the 30th most to the running back, seventh most to the wide receiver and 13th most to the tight end. So I've heard Danny Dimes is expected to be back this week, which means that there should be a lot more turnovers by New York. But 
probably a little more opportunity for some of their offensive uh, weapons. Um, <laughs> weapons. <laughs> uh, Saquon, I don't know that you really want to start him right now. Uh, Dallas is a fantastic rush, rush defense, and Saquon has been less than stellar against some very unfantastic rush defenses so I, I i think that if you have them if you invested in them if you don't have a lot of options go ahead and roll them out but i wouldn't expect the moon from them this week uh, i don't think you're expecting the moon from them any week but very tempered expectations in this one uh very touchdown dependent outside of that uh it's hard to really start a Giants wide receiver. Shepard or Galladay could conceivably give you some decent results this week, especially with Dimes back. Uh, I think Ingram's a mediocre start as well, uh, just because tight end is so bleak. But yeah, if, if you're relying on the Giants to do things, um, that sucks. Yeah, <laughs> I feel sorry for you. Um, I actually, I do have a, a little bit of faith in Galladay. If I'm putting my money on a wide receiver in New York this week, it is it is Galladay for me. Um, and I'm a little bit more excited to start him this week than I have been previously. So uh, he's, to me, he's a very decent, uh, you know, I'll, get, I'll say good. He's a good flex option this week, in my opinion. Um, but another thing, start the Dallas defense because... Daniel Jones is going to be good for at least at least two turnovers in this game. So, yeah. all right, let's move on to the next matchup. Uh, we got the NFC East is just playing each other this week. So we've got Washington against Philadelphia in the next matchup. So looking at the Washington side of the ball, Philly is allowing the 13th most points to the quarterback, 14th most points to the running back, 30th most points to the wide receiver, and most points to the tight end. Now, Taylor Heineke had a really bad week last week. Uh, it is also tough to say because Washington is one of those teams that did close their facilities too. So with the COVID issues. So, I mean, that is something I, I'm, I'm going to talk, we're going to go through the show and we're just going to talk about every player, like every single game is happening this weekend and there's no issues. So I, I'm just going to get that out of the way first, but Taylor Heineke had a bad game last week. I think. I'm I'm off the Taylor Heineke bandwagon, as as tough as it is to say. <laughs> um, Antonio Gibson was not used a lot last week. This is a half decent matchup against the Eagles. He's gonna be a good volume play because McKissick's probably still gonna be out, and even if he is back, I think it's gonna be in a limited role. Uh, McLaurin, he's listed as questionable, but I mean. He had a concussion and was ruled out pretty quick in last week's game. And I don't think he's cleared the concussion protocol yet. Yeah, he didn't clear it. He's still not practicing. So, um, I mean, even if he's in, I'm not, I, I, I honestly would be benching McLaurin this week because he's going to, if he's in, he's playing Darius. Like, he's going to get the slay matchup. Um, yeah. Tight end for, for Washington. It's going to be Ricky Seals Jones, and it's a really good matchup. So, I, when you were talking about, there's better options to stream at the tight end position. That's this cool. would be one of them, in my opinion. Yeah. Absolutely agree with you. Seals Jones is a... I mean, Heineke's throwing him the ball, so you never know what the hell is going to happen. But it's, uh, it's a fantastic matchup in a matchup where they're probably going to end up having to throw it to, to win it. So... I, I think uh, I think you can definitely do a hell of a lot worse than Seals Jones this week. Yeah. Like right. McLaurin. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's uh, let's go over to the Philly side of the ball. Uh, Washington's allowing the most points to the quarterback, the 23rd most points to the running back, the third most points to the wide receiver, and the 19th most points to the tight end. This is looks on paper to be a fantastic matchup for Jalen Hurts. 
But the problem is a lot of the points that you get from Jalen Hurts come from running the football. He has an ankle injury, so that is definitely going to limit him. Even saying that, I'm still playing Jalen Hurts this week if he's in. Like I'm, it, It's a bad defense. They allow a lot of points to the quarterback. Hurts is a good start this week. Um, looking at the running backs, I, I tend to lean Sanders, but I don't think it's a great matchup, especially because Washington started to get a lot better on defense against the run over time. So I, I really think Sanders hasn't shown you much this year, even though it's 23rd against the running back. To me, this is a bench Sanders kind of situation. I, I'm not looking to. I'm not looking to flex Scott. I'm not looking to. Uh, I, I don't think Jordan Howard's even back. He's questionable. But um, I'm not looking to play either one of them either. Find a different running back, in my opinion. Like you can go elsewhere this week. Like I'd rather play one of the Houston running backs over over the Philly running backs in this game. Um, wide receiver for Philly, Devonta Smith. This is one of those weeks where I think you are happy to have him and be putting him in your lineup because this is a really good matchup. And with the fact that Philly is going to be ineffective running the ball this week, they're going to be throwing. I think it's going to be a pass-heavy game on both sides of the ball. And I think it's going to be a lot closer of a matchup than anyone's anticipating. So I think there's going to be a lot of passing. So I think that that leans to Smith being a good start. And I, I'm... I'm probably not looking at any other wide receiver. I'd probably just be looking at Smith, and I'll probably start Goddard because just because of the tight end landscape. Yeah, I'm not a huge Goddard fan, uh, but I think this is a good enough game that you could probably roll him out uh, with tempered expectations. Uh, but, yeah, I think you touched on it. Smith and Hurts and uh, stay away from their backfield. Yeah. All right, well, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Cincinnati versus Denver. Looking at the Cincinnati side of the ball, Denver is allowing the 29th most points to the quarterback, the 20th most points to the running back, the 24th most points to the wide receiver, and the 32nd most points to the tight end. So in case you didn't know, Denver's defense has been good this year. Uh, they They've done very well. They have certainly had some struggles against better teams but for the most part they've been pretty solid i think this is a matchup that doesn't match up well for them uh i think that cincinnati they've got a young quarterback who's been playing very well this season I think Burrow can put up enough points, put together enough drives. They've got a ton of weapons. Mixon is both a running and receiving weapon. Uh, they've got three good receivers. I think you can start Burrow in this one, even though it's a terrible matchup. Um, I wouldn't expect a ton from him, but I think if you're grabbing someone off the waiver wire, uh, if Burrow is on it, uh, I think you can roll him out and not feel too bad about it. Uh, Mixon, I think you got to start him if you got him. Uh, and then beyond that, uh, Higgins and Chase have both looked pretty great of late. I think you can probably safely roll both of those guys out, even though it's not a great matchup. Um, and then after that, I'd probably quit looking at Cincinnati. Yeah, I uh, I do agree with you. I think Joe Mc, uh, sorry, I think Joe Burrow has a very safe floor this week. Um, might not have a super high ceiling as some of the other quarterbacks, but I think he's not going to kill your team this week. Um, so it's all dependent on whether, like, in regards to what kind of matchup you're playing. If you're if you're the underdog and you need a lot of points, maybe look at something that has a higher ceiling. But if you're just looking to essentially have a safe play. I think Burrow is a very safe play. Joe Mixon, he's an every week start. Um, I honestly think the last few weeks, it's been more of a T Higgins over Jamar Chase. And I think this might be the week where it goes back because I think T Higgins is probably going to see the top corner on Denver. 
And I think it, it might be T. Higgins. It, he might get the top corner and some safety help over the top just because he's been really good the last couple weeks. So I think they might try and game plan for him a little bit. Um, so, yeah, but I mean, I'm happy starting either one of them. And you said it. So I, I can't yeah. I can't agree more with that. So, all right. Well, let's look at the Denver side of the ball. Uh, Cincinnati is allowing the 21st most points to the quarterback, 18th most points to the running back, 17th most points to the wide receiver, and 12th most points to the tight end. Yeah, so offensively, things are um, relatively bleak in Denver. Uh, the only thing that's really been anything remotely consistent is the running back position. Uh, this week, Williams and Gordon, they've kind of cannibalized each other a lot. It seems like they're, the coaching staff is very dedicated to that kind of 50-50 down the middle split. Can't really tell who's going to really get it either way. Um, I just, the when you said 50-50 split, I, I was really interested to see what the snap percentages were last week. Melvin Gordon had 50% of the snaps. Javante Williams had 49. <laughs> so it's, it's, it really is 50-50. It, it's it, like you watch the games. It's literally almost down the middle you know, carry for carry that, you know, one gets three, then the other gets three. Um, they're, they're very much at about a 50%. And so I think either one is flex worthy. I don't think you want to put a ton of weight on the performance of either one, especially against a decent uh, run defense. And then, uh, yeah, outside of those two, I don't think I'm starting anyone else for Denver. Um, you could maybe throw a dart at Fant if you're desperate for tight ends. Yeah, I uh, I really agree with you. When it, it honestly, I it, I was going to say I would probably be leaning Melvin Gordon because Javante Williams is questionable, but Melvin Gordon is also questionable, so they could if if one doesn't play, absolutely roll the other. Yeah, but and, if they both play. They're more of a flex play than, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to the next matchup, which is Atlanta versus San Francisco. So looking at the Atlanta side of the ball, San Francisco is allowing the ninth most points to the quarterback, the 12th most points to the running back, 13th most points to the wide receiver, and 30th most points to the tight end. Matt Ryan, to me, is a good streaming candidate this week. I don't like to say it. It's a good matchup for him. I know he's limited with his weapons. It, like his Never be another must start for me. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I do think he is a, a, a pretty decent streaming candidate. You're putting out Patterson no matter what. Like this is a this is a pretty good matchup, so you can be happy putting him out there. Um, I think it's Russell Gage, and that's about all I'm, I would want to touch at wide receiver because it is a half-decent matchup, so... This Russell Gage could be one of those savior lineups kind of players if you have COVID issues going into the kickoffs. So uh, make sure you keep an eye out on him. Um, I don't have faith in Kyle Pitts in a good matchup, and this is a bad matchup, so I'm staying away from him too. Yeah, I I have a little more faith in Pitts than you do, but uh, not in this matchup. That's for sure. Um, Davis is also potentially a, a, a decent start. Uh, they actually threw him the ball more than Cordero last week. And uh, they seem to be utilizing him again. Uh, so if he gets another three to five catches, um, chances are he'll have a decent enough uh, baseline to be a, a waiver wire flex pickup. Yeah, he got 16 touches last week, so that's, I mean, if you're looking at a flex kind of waiver wire pickup, you can't really get much better than 16 touches. Yeah, absolutely. All right, let's look at the San Francisco side of the ball. Atlanta's allowing the second most points to the quarterback, ninth most to the running back, sixth most to the wide receiver, and 15th most to the tight end. I, I mean... I never want to. I never want to stream Jimmy G, 
just because that offense is such a, a a zone running scheme that they rely very little on the quarterback play and it's very few and far between where Jimmy G has a, a relevant fantasy game. So even though the numbers are telling you that you should start Jimmy G this week if you need a quarterback, I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, looking at the running back position, uh, who I'm not certain that um, Mitchell's going to be back this week. I know he was questionable and then ruled out last week, but... I believe he's still questionable this week. He hasn't been ruled out yet. He worked on the side at practice today. If he's if he's active, he is a smash play because Atlanta just bleeds fantasy points to the running back. Um, if he's not active, <laughs> I tend to think that they're probably going to do the same thing they did last week with Debo, and he's going to run the ball a lot. Um, you're... You're happy starting Debo. Obviously, he's a he's an every week start. I think Ayuk is a great start this week, um, and then Kittle's also he's matchup proof, and it's a it's a middle of the pack matchup for him. But it's he's George Kittle, so play play George Kittle. Don't be stupid. Yeah, I, I agree with you on all of that. I think um, Jimmy G is just too unreliable um, to really. You you don't want to start a guy that you have zero faith in in yeah. fantasy in the playoffs. Um, I think Mitchell. I don't have high expectations for him this week, uh, with how long it's been. Kind of the setbacks with getting back from uh, injury. I think even with the way San Francisco likes to just roll one guy and beat the crap out of him. I, I I find it hard to believe that he's going to get more than 10 to 12 touches in this one uh, if he plays, just based off the fact that he's had such a kind of, you know, tra- time coming back. But we'll see. Yeah, and I obviously if Mitchell's not in and Jeff Wilson's starting, he's he's a pretty good start this week too. It's just unfortunate yeah. because he's he's so he's I don't know he's a couple he's a couple injuries away from being Raheem Mostert in my in my opinion so yeah um, all right let's move on to the next matchup which is Seattle versus LA there's a lot of divisional games this week um, looking at the Seattle side of the ball first uh, the Rams are allowing the 26th most points to the quarterback the 17th most points to the running back. 19th most points to the wide receiver and 18th most points to the tight end. Yeah, so Seattle last week was uh was the game that we were kind of waiting for before we were going to say you could start Russell Wilson in any game. Uh he actually played fairly well. Uh the offense looked good. Um this week is not an easy matchup. It's a very different uh, game. Last week they were playing Houston. This week they're playing the Rams. I don't think you start Russell Wilson this week, even though he looked really good last week. Yeah. It it was Houston. Um, I think the same goes for Penny. Uh, I would want to see another game before I'm going to start him against the caliber of of defense like the Rams and uh I think the only person that I'm really starting with any confidence this week is Lockett just because Wilson seems to be dead on throwing the ball his direction every chance he gets at this point yeah I cannot agree more I I mean you're probably putting Metcalf in because of what you paid for him and what your roster looks like uh, if you have Metcalf, but um, yeah, I mean, he is questionable this week, so it, it was foot and back injuries, so, but yeah, I'm way more confident in Tyler Lockett this week than I am in DK Metcalf, so. Alright, let's look at the Rams side of the ball. Seattle is allowing the 23rd most points to the quarterback, the 6th most points to the running back, the 26th most points to the wide receiver, and the 5th most points to the tight end. So, uh, 
this one, there's a lot of variables. Uh, Henderson, if he's back, uh, what his snap count's going to actually look like. Uh, that plays a huge difference in whether or not you have a lot of value behind Sony Michelle. Um, and then Odell, um, I mean, pretty much their whole receiving core has had some issues. But, uh, yeah, how many of their wide receivers are actually lacing up for this one plays a factor in um, Stafford's kind of level. I think you can probably assume he'll do all right uh, regardless, even though it's not a plus matchup. Obviously, if Cups, Cups in the game, anytime that guy plays, you're playing him. Uh, he's just been matchup proof pretty much by definition this year. Uh, and in this one, I do think Higby. That's right, Liam. Higby. Higby. Uh, I do think Higby is a start this week at tight end. I agree with you 100% except for Tyler Higby, and I will never, ever put <laughs> Tyler Higby in my lineup ever again. Um, yeah, I uh, it, <laughs> I do I do hope. I mean, like I said, the Rams facility was closed. They're having some COVID issues. There's about five teams in the league that have their facilities closed right now. So, um, But yeah, I can't really add any more to uh, to that in regards to fantasy analysis so i'll move on to the next matchup which is green bay versus baltimore looking at the green bay side of the ball baltimore is allowing the 11th most points to the quarterback the 27th most points to the running back the 18th most points to the wide receiver and the fourth most points to the tight end now aaron Rodgers did say that his toe injury is worse after last week so that is something you might want to keep an eye on. Um, he said that that surgery is a last resort. So hopefully that's not going to be something that happens. Um, oh, sorry. Excuse me. Um, this is a pretty decent matchup. So if you have Aaron Rodgers, you're probably rolling him out this week if he's playing. Um, I The ball has been going a lot to A.J. Dillon. And it's, it's hilarious because... Even though A.J. Dillon is getting the ball more than Aaron Jones, Aaron Jones has scored more fantasy points than A.J. Dillon because he's had like two touchdowns here and there where Dillon hasn't had any touchdowns. But I honestly think that in a matchup like this where it's it's pretty tough for the running back, A.J. Dillon's a safer play um, when it comes to Jones and Dillon. You're putting in Devontae Adams. I kind of think it's it, it, it you could play MVS because... Baltimore used to be really, really, really good against the wide receiver, and they've slowly started going down since they lost Marlon Humphrey. So I think this is a game like you got to look at it from the, stat, the, the standpoint that they that they're not as good as they were. So options are opening up, and I think MVS is one of those options that's opening up. Um, and then Green Bay just doesn't have a tight end, so I'm not worried about anybody playing that position on that team. So. Yeah, I, I'm 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 a little less uh, excited about MVS this week, um, mainly just because Lazard is also seeming to get a decent amount of targets week to week. Uh, you know, Adams is a target hog. He's been throwing the ball to the backfield a lot. Um, I think that. Once you get rid of all of that, if you're not the clear-cut number two getting all the rest of the passes, I, I just don't know that there's enough left for him at the end of it, and especially against a Baltimore team that, I mean, if Jackson's, if Lamar's playing, they're a lot more dynamic. Uh, but if Lamar's out, I think this might be a game where you see Green Bay kind of put their foot on the gas a bit and kind of grind out time. Lazard has been blocking a lot, so they have been using him. It's almost like he's playing the slot and being a tight end. So um, he's a big, he's a big wide receiver. Like he's... Oh, he's not small. No, he's he's real good at blocking. 
Um, they highlighted it in the game last week, so I just it just stuck with me. Um, he's he's really good when he wants to, but uh, I still don't like he's 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 better near the line. Like he's still not a great um, blocker when you have him out on on the outside as much. Like I've I've seen a couple of times where he's just flat out let guys run right around him. Like he's, uh, but he is essentially a small tight end in many ways, and he does block at the line a lot better. Yeah, when basically when it's not the small guys that can run around him. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's look at the Baltimore side of the ball. Green Bay is allowing the 24th most points to the quarterback, the 22nd most points to the running back, the 12th most points to the wide receiver, and the 22nd most points to the tight end. Harbaugh did say that he is hopeful that Lamar is going to play this week. Um, if he doesn't, it's, I don't think they're missing a lot from the running offense from the quarterback. Um, I forget what, what was that? Uh, Huntley was the quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, Huntley. Um, he also like gonna put a label on it. He might be one of those COVID savior lineup kind of ads. If Lamar is out, he has a very safe floor with the rushing baseline. So he is somebody that you could definitely put into your lineup in case of a COVID shutdown for your roster, essentially. Um, I This isn't a good matchup for the running back situation in Baltimore. The, the running back situation in Baltimore hasn't necessarily been great for fantasy. It's been good, like good to decent in good matchups. But in 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 my opinion, I think if Jackson's out or even limited, I think they're going to be they're going to be playing from behind, so you'll see a lot less of the running game from Baltimore. Um, Hollywood and um, Hollywood and uh, Bateman are both playable this week, in my opinion. Even though Jair Alexander was back, he was somewhat limited, and. Like I said, they're going to be playing from behind, so they're going to be throwing the ball. I think both those guys are solid flex plays this week. And then you're always you're always starting Mark Andrews. Mark Andrews is the is the number one tight end a tight end in fantasy right now. So, yeah, I think for me, a lot of it depends on who's throwing the ball, whether or not you want to look at their wide receivers. Um, I think there's still a solid enough baseline for one of them regardless but i don't really know which one of them uh because i haven't i haven't seen enough of a sample size of huntley to really say but i would probably lean bateman as well yeah so for me i think hollywood is dependent on lamar whereas i think you can play bateman either way all right, well, let's uh, move on to the next matchup, which is New Orleans versus Tampa Bay. Uh, oddly enough, another divisional matchup. Um, <laughs> looking at the New Orleans side of the ball, Tampa's allowing the sixth most points to the quarterback, the 29th most points to the running back, 20th most points to the wide receiver, and 11th most points to the tight end. Yeah, so... Um... Tampa Bay is not a great defense to play in many ways. One area they are great is for a running quarterback, which leads me to think that Taysom Hill is probably he's probably going to be a good start in this one. I, I think his running baseline should be high enough that it won't matter too much. Um, but this is... a uh, this is such a, a weird game because you have to remember what happened the last two time these two teams played. New Orleans won. Uh, yeah, and their defense handled Tampa. Uh, so I think this one is going to go in Tampa's direction, but I think New Orleans will put up a fight, and I think a lot of that will be done with Taysom Hill on the ground uh, and then probably some... Uh, some random big plays that happen to get him points. Probably from a no-name wide receiver. Yeah, probably to someone that nobody has started. Uh, I think Camara start him, but don't have the same faith that you normally do in him. 
if you're thinking he's going to get you a guaranteed, you know, 15 to 25 points like he normally does, this is this is just not the week. Uh, Tampa is great against the run, and it, it, it's they're going to be teeing off on Camara as much as possible. I agree. I Taysom Hill, like just to give you an idea of his rushing for his two starts this year, he had 101 yards two weeks ago and then he had 73 yards last week like he's he's a super safe play with a super high ceiling in my apparent in my opinion so he's a he's a great start this week yeah all right let's uh let's move over to the tampa side of the ball new orleans is allowing the 12th most points to the quarterback the 32nd most points to the running back the ninth most points to the wide receiver and the 26th most points to the tight end so uh you know, most of it uh, with Tampa Bay is, uh, you know, you start Brady, you start Fournette, you start Godwin, you start Evans, you start Gronk. Uh, th- those ones, you're starting them every week. They're they're your classic standbys. I think uh, Fournette this week, he's been amazing this year. If you drafted him, congratulations, because you got him uh, for a real good ADP um, for what his performance has been. But this is not a week that I think is going to be horribly favorable for him. Uh, I think he'll probably get some passes. There might be a touchdown. But I wouldn't expect him to be putting out more than 60 or 70 yards at most. Um, and I think Tampa Bay is going to do it mostly through the air. Yeah, I, uh, I really agree there. I, I'm really hesitant to put Fournette in this week. Uh, but other than that, I'm Gronk is matchup proof. That's the only other, the only other one that you're looking at where it's a tough matchup. And yeah, Brady, Brady's QB one in fantasy right now. And Evans and Godwin are his, obviously his favorite targets and really only targets the wide receiver right now. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's uh, let's move on to the last matchup of the week, which is Minnesota against Chicago. Looking at the Minnesota side of the ball, Chicago is allowing the third most points to the quarterback, the thirteenth most points to the running back, the fourth most points to the wide receiver, and the twenty-fifth most points to the tight end. Kirk Cousins is an awesome start this week, in my opinion. He's going to have a uh, we talked about it with Hill like not necessarily same same talent as Hill when it, like I'm talking about the same like rushing. He doesn't run, but it's the super yeah. safe floor with a really high ceiling that I mentioned. He it, he's going to he's got great wide receiver to throw into in Jefferson. Osborne's shown that he's he's capable. He's got he still has Dalvin Cook. Madison's probably going to be out this week with COVID cuz he was on the COVID list. But it's they're bleeding points at quarterback, wide receiver, and running back. So it, you're going to see a lot of that translate into points for Cousins. Cook, you start him every week. Jefferson, you start him every week. Conklin, I'm not playing this week, unfortunately. I'm more I I, I lean towards it being an Osborne week. I I think I've I've heard there is a chance Thielen's going to be back this I'd week. I'd be really surprised if he was back. He's a tough guy. Oh, I, I don't uh, doubt it. I'm just, it was, it wasn't it like a, a, a three to four week timeline for his ankle injury though. Like coming back after one week, yeah. it would be re- it, like, I'd be like super surprised slash impressed. Yeah. I mean, one week is realistically like two weeks, yeah, but, true. Um, but it, it, it's still, it, it's, it's a very fast timeline, but I have heard he is questionable. So if Thielen's back, I think it's hard to see him being back at 100%. Yeah. And I think he drops Osborne's relevancy while not increasing his own. That's a that's a very, very good point. Um, okay, did you have anything else to add to the Minnesota side of the ball, or you want to talk about Chicago no. now? Talk about Chicago. Let's talk about Chicago. All right, so uh, just looking at the Chicago side, Minnesota is allowing the fourth most points to the quarterback, the 10th most points to the running back, 
the most points to the wide receiver and the 23rd most points to the tight end. Justin Fields is also a fantastic play this weekend. Minnesota is actually allowing quite a bit of yards rushing to the quarterback. So I think Fields is going to be super safe floor, very high ceiling again. Whenever you're wanting to find a streaming quarterback, that's that's what you're looking for, in my opinion. Uh, David Montgomery, pretty good matchup. He's honestly probably in everyone's lineup if you have him um, every week anyways. Darnell Mooney, to me, it, and I, I think he's an awesome play this week. He seems to be the favorite receiver for Fields. For some reason, Fields cannot hit Allen Robinson. Like Blake Bortles was able to hit Allen Robinson enough times to make him the leading receiver in the NFL when they played for Jacksonville. For some reason, he cannot throw the ball to Allen Robinson. So I'm not, even though it's a great matchup, I'm not looking to play Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I I couldn't agree with you more. I think uh, it probably also merits to note that I wouldn't play Komet as well, yeah. uh, just because sometimes people do. Um, but yeah, I think the main thing is the big three, uh, Montgomery, Fields, and Mooney, and then kind of just leave it alone, especially because it's a Monday game. Uh, you know, you may end up having to grab somebody because you had a desperation, holy crap, nobody's playing, this person isn't playing and you just dropped out a slot. Uh, if you end up in a situation like that, I think Robinson, while he's not the best start, he's on a lot of waiver wires. Nobody seems to pick him up. And he's still Allen Robinson. So if you find yourself with a flex or wide receiver slot that you don't know who you can possibly put in it, because everybody's already taken, I think Robinson isn't the worst start in this one. I just, for me, like with Robinson, the issue that I have with Robinson is I feel like we've been saying he still is Allen Robinson all year long. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm saying if you are desperate, yeah, because no. you're not, you're not getting Mooney, you're not getting Thielen, you're not getting Jefferson, you're probably not getting Osborne because he's been taken off of a lot of waiver wires. Yeah. So if you're, if you're looking at who am I getting outside of those four guys, the next one I would take would be Robinson. All right. Well, that does it for the matchups tonight. Uh, next, we will jump into the start and sits of the week. Don't worry. We do have Zach start and sits for the week. Um, I will lead it off here with my QB start of the week. I went with Kirk Cousins. Um, he, I, I talked about it. Super safe floor, super high ceiling. So... Great matchup against the Bears. Love Kirk Cousins this week. Yeah, and I went with uh, basically the other quarterback in the exact same game with Fields. Um, as as we talked about, uh, super good floor, very high ceiling, should have lots of rushing points. Great start. All right, and Zach's quarterback start of the week was Tua Tagovailoa, who I also really like this week, so I do agree with him there. Absolutely. All right. Do you want uh, to lead it off with the sits there? All right. So mine this week is uh, Goff, uh, which sounds weird, but he has actually been a little more relevant of late. Uh, I think this is a game he's up against the Arizona defense. They are punishing quarterbacks, and... Uh, I I just do not think this is going to be a positive game for him. All right, and I sat Trevor Lawrence. I do not have a whole lot of faith in Trevor Lawrence anymore. I really was hoping he was going to do something last week, and he ended up throwing four interceptions last week. <laughs> so um, it, I think it's time to get off the Trevor Lawrence bus, and I think it is a lot to do with the fact that Ur Urban Meyer is a terrible coach. So... If you want, uh, if you want a good example of that, look up the uh, um, article on him kicking his kicker. What he's uh, he he kicked their old kicker uh, in practice. He just walked over and kicked him while he was 
stretching and like the Jags kicker when he was the coach in university. No, the Jags old kicker. Like Josh Lambeau? Yeah. That guy's a hero to that team. You kicked him? He just walked over and kicked him because he wasn't uh, playing well enough. What the hell is wrong with you? Oh, my God. You should have been fired after that. All right, all right before, I, before I get too far into it, do you want to uh, share uh, Zach's sit for that for quarterback? Uh, so Zach's sit was Cam Newton. Uh, we all know how I feel about Cam Newton. Uh, this is an awful, awful matchup, and he's going to probably be terrible. <laughs> probably. All right, so running back starts for the week. I have Sony Michelle, and I've said Sony Michelle because it is probably Sony Michelle or Henderson if Henderson's back. But I, I lean towards Sony Michelle because I think Henderson coming back from COVID is still going to be pretty limited. A COVID and an injury. So I think he's still going to be pretty limited. They've leaned on Sony quite a bit, and he's been pretty effective. So I think he's a pretty good start this week. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, I I went with uh, Gaskin or Duke Johnson. Uh, this is mainly just matchup related. And the fact the that Jets. you love Miles Gaskin. I'm also willing to say Duke Johnson if Gaskin <laughs> isn't in. That's how much faith I have in their matchup this week. Uh, the Jets are absolutely terrible um, against the run. And if it's Gaskin, that's amazing. Uh, he should easily be a top 10 running back this week. There's nobody behind him other than Duke. And... It's an awful, awful run defense he's playing against. If it's Duke Johnson, I would temper my expectations a little more, but I think he's still very worthwhile to pick up and flex. Yeah, he would be one of those COVID savers, in my opinion, Duke Johnson. Yeah. Um, Zach started the week, and I'm only giving him one, and I'm choosing uh, – I'm assuming it's Chase Edmonds is who he's saying – and I think it's probably to do a lot with the fact that James Conner went down with an injury. So uh, at the end, the very last play of the game um, against the Rams. So I think uh, I think he's referring to the fact that Chase Edmonds is probably going to get the bulk of the carries going into this week. If he's back, if not, as we yeah. touched on earlier, Ido or yeah. Eno, sorry, Eno. Eno now you got yeah. me saying. Now you got me saying. I know Eno. it's my fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's move on to our sits. Um, you want to start with yours? Uh, yeah, sure. I'll start with mine. Uh, I kind of talked about it earlier. I'm not starting to watch Freeman. Um, Baltimore, tough matchup for the running backs and the running back room, if you want to call it, or whatever, for fantasy in Baltimore. It's not been great, so I uh, definitely think in a tough matchup, this is, a, this is where you want to find... Devonta Freeman on your bench. So, fair enough. Uh, my sit is all Detroit running backs. Uh, there's a possibility Williams might be back. There's a possibility Swift might be back. If not, uh, you know Reynolds or Iguabuye. Um, but uh, Dude, that was a really good stab at it. I, I give you props for that one. Thank you. Uh, but I don't think it matters who's back and who's not. I think all Detroit running backs should be set this week. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Zach's sit was Mike Davis. Uh, as we touched on earlier, I don't agree with this. Yeah. Um, but that's his prerogative. We we uh, we let everybody have their own opinion on the show, so. All right, who are you who are you starting at wide receiver this week? So my start this week, uh, just coming off that uh, that that I great start last one, I am starting Barrios. <laughs> uh, I think that there's there's really nobody else. He had the most targets on the team last week. Uh, chances are they're going to be throwing. Miami is very susceptible at wide receiver. And I think there is going to be some, a decent amount of points through the air 
for the Jets, and I think Berrios is by far the best um, chance to swallow up those points. All right, I have uh, Darnell Mooney, and we talked about it. I think, honest to God, I think we could end up with having Mooney as a top three wide receiver this week. Uh, just the matchup is so good, and he is he's the guy on the team. So I I think he's going to get a lot of points. He's a great start this week and a great matchup. Um, Zach's start of the week, which I also like, is Brandon Ayuk. So good matchup. They're probably you're probably going to see Debo if Mitchell's out. You're going to see Debo in the backfield quite a bit more, and I think that's going to turn into more points for Ayuk. Um, so I think it's a great start as well. Agreed. All right, who are you sitting? I'm sitting Williams. I uh, I just think to clarify, that... Mike Williams. Yes, uh, that does need to be clarified. <laughs> so many uh, Williams. I've... Yeah, I I think it's just it's it's not a great matchup up against Kansas City. Uh, they have been decent against a wide receiver, and I think that it is also he's been struggling with injury, as I touched on yesterday. He's not a good player when he's got a Q tag generally. And I think this is one where he doesn't deliver much to you. Yeah. And uh, I'm sitting DJ Moore. It's a tough matchup. I don't have a whole lot of faith in Cam Newton this week. And I think, uh, I think it's not going to, it's not going to turn into fantasy points for any of his playmakers. So fair enough. And uh, Zach sat Michael Pittman. Uh, as I mentioned yesterday, I don't agree with this, I was but say. I definitely <laughs> see the logic behind it. Uh, he is up against New England, and their defense has been pretty punishing. On a Saturday, again, on a Saturday, pay attention to your lineups. All right, who are you starting at tight end this week? Higby. I don't want to talk about it. I just, <laughs> I just asked that question so I cut you off while you were saying his name. The Hig Beast. No. Uh, as I mentioned, I think with everything going on in their receiver room right now, uh, it's a great matchup for him. I think this is a week where he provides you some actual decent value. Uh, and I think it's a rare week where I can put him on this list and piss Liam off. We're supposed to help people. <laughs> that's what that's the whole point of the show is we're supposed to help people. And you're legitimately, you're legitimately them, trying to get people out of the playoffs in I'm the first I'm giving him a weak, weak winner tight end. <laughs> All right. Uh, my start is Mike Gesicki. Uh, he, I think he's like we talked about it yesterday. There is talent. It is a good matchup. Two is going to find him a bunch this week. Tight end landscape sucks. Gesicki's a great start this week. So, um, and uh, wow, I did not see this. I am somewhat surprised by this because I know he doesn't like this guy. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think we almost need Zach here to explain himself. I don't um, even know I how guess... to explain this. My guess is that he's looking at the fact that Arizona right now just lost its best weapon. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, Hopkins is a is a complete target hog yeah. when he's in the game, and Arizona is not that deep at wide receiver. Um, so my guess is that's why he went with Zach Ertz, in and if case you anybody yeah, had I was going to say, if you haven't actually figured said it out yet. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out yeah. yet, Zach's start is Zach Ertz, and he has in the past shared hit. Oh, you know what's absolutely hilarious? He put Ertz, so he put Ertz in the spreadsheet for his start, and then he put dot, dot, dot next to it. Do you see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's so the... hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh so, my God, so that's perfect. I don't, I don't think it's a terrible start. I think, um, if he's going to have a big beast game, this is probably the game to do it. Um, chances are Arizona isn't going to be as effective running the ball. So they may still be throwing a little bit later in the game. Uh, but Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't hate the start either. I think I'm just completely yeah. shocked at the fact that it's Zach's start. So, yeah, 
All right. Um, I I'll leave the sits off here for tight end just because I have absolutely no contradicts logic yeah. or analysis to any of this. It's just completely personal. Uh, my sit is Tyler Higby as it is every week. So that's about it. Yeah. So uh, mine actually has some um, some foundation of logic. I'm sitting. <laughs> wow, that hurts. <laughs> that got deep. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, real deep. <laughs> so I'm sitting uh, Tyler Conklin. Um, I think that uh, Chicago is not a great matchup, and I think they'll probably be leaning on the run a lot. And, yeah, I, I just don't see a lot of targets going his way. Uh, and then Zach's was uh, Pitts, and we talked about Pitts earlier. Um not a great matchup. Not been getting a lot of targets. Tough to rely on, even in good matchups. He's a good set this week. All right. And who is your defensive start for the week? I went with Indy. Uh, I think Indianap. I think Indianapolis has been playing really phenomenal defense of late. They've got their corners back. I think they are going to stack the box a bit and um, make New England actually try and throw the ball further than, you know, 10 yards down the field. And I think that is a real uh, weak spot for a rookie quarterback that has not thrown three passes in a winning game before this year. Yeah. Uh, so I think this is a week where we get to really see the metal and what he's made of. And I think it's not going to be good for him. I agree. And my start of the week at defense is Miami. Um, they actually have a pretty good playoff schedule too. So, and they've been playing a lot better as of late. So playing the jets, jets are prone to turnovers again, rookie quarterback. So I think you can be super happy putting Miami in your lineup this week. Um, Zach's start for defense was the 49ers. Uh, they are playing Atlanta. Just, yeah, Atlanta. Um, I don't hate it because, I mean, Atlanta. Atlanta's offense definitely has taken a bit of a hit this year. But I definitely like ours better. Um, and that's the shot I'll take. Agreed. Zach. <laughs> All right. <laughs> So let's let's end the uh, the end the show off with bold predictions for this week. Um, I will uh, I will just get Zach's out of the way and then I will uh, let you jump right into yours. Actually, no, we'll uh, we'll go to we'll go to mine so that we split because yours and Zach's are very similar for because they're both running backs. So I'll I'll split I'll split that I'll split up the running backs essentially. Um, Zach is saying that Joe Mixon will be outside the top 24 running backs this week. Now, I could definitely see it being a possibility, but I really hope not. Uh, I, I think the only way Mixon is outside the top 24 is with an injury. Um, and That's why I was saying I really hope not. Yeah, like I, I think that's realistically the only way that happens. The running back landscape is not that deep that I could see that potentially happening. And it's not a terrible matchup for him. Um, so I think this is way more bold than he needed to go to be bold. Uh, I would and, have said like outside the top 15. Yeah, like top 15 for a clear-cut wide receiver or running back one who's a start every week. Uh, outside the top 15 is still something relatively bold to say yeah he went real bold um all right i said that uh, and i you know what i i'm the only one that went with a positive bold prediction this week i think i was the only one who went with a negative um a couple weeks ago and so uh it's nice to be on the flip side um tua is going to be a top five quarterback this week going to go, going up against the jets they have some issues at the running back position with just like health wise for miami but uh, I think Tua is going to get a pretty decent amount of rushing yards if they're having issues at the running back position because I think he will be more prone to run. Um, and I just think that there's a lot of top quarterbacks that have actually pretty tough matchups this week. So I think top five is definitely doable for Tua this week. It is. It's certainly not probable, but 
definitely achievable, which is the definition of a bold prediction. Yeah. Um, I went with mine. Uh, Zach got his in after, and I think kind of tried to upstage me. Yeah, no uh, kidding, I said, hey? Yeah, I said uh, Kamara is not a top 15 running back this week. Uh, he's He's got an awful matchup, and I think we're going to see a lot of Taysom Hill outside running the ball, and I don't think Kamara is going to get the points he needs to be uh, a running back one. Um, it's... 15s 15s a stretch but i don't think he's i don't think he's a top 10 guy at all yeah no i i kind of agree not kind of i do agree with the, your take on the camera this week it's a tough matchup tampa bay is really good yeah. against the run all right well that wraps up the show for this week uh well i mean for tonight um and actually for the week yeah too i guess i was right on that one um <laughs> hopefully everybody has made the playoffs first of all i know that there's a lot of teams that and a lot of people that probably didn't make the playoffs but i'm just trying to be positive here everyone um especially in the day that we live in right now so um hopefully everybody's made the playoffs good luck to everyone in round one hopefully you're on your way to round two um if you have any questions you can always email us at popbellypigskinfantasyfootball at gmail.com do not do not forget to subscribe please subscribe to the channel tell everyone you know to subscribe to the channel it would really help us out um and also you can catch us on apple podcasts and spotify all right well again good luck and have yourself a good football weekend say it